1: Great to be back with you, folks. We're on Psalm number 78. We're starting in verse 9. So much going on. We're still in Pensacola, Florida. We're going to try to bang out a few of these while we're here. But, Stephanie, uh, so what's going on in your heart? Was there any particular... Did you walk away today or yesterday or Sunday with some particular thing you didn't have in your heart before for college students?
2: Wow. I think, I you know, every time... I'm around young people that are in college. God challenges me with the role that whatever, you know, like it's just that burden on your heart of, okay, God, however you want me to help them, to influence them, show me how. Because every student's different. Every student's needs are different. Um, But, you know, this is the next generation. And we have to make a difference in their lives, not because of anything in us but to show them Christ to show them that he's real to encourage them you know i think if we could get off of the tearing young people down and get on the bandwagon of let's build them up let's encourage them let's show them jesus that's what makes the that's what's going to make the difference it's like what this passage talks about about showing them the praises of the lord and his strength and i think that's the burden that god gives me every time i'm around college yeah. students is Lord, help me to show them your praises and your strength.
1: And that's, and, and you know, maybe that's some kind of watchword or some kind of thing we have to live by around college students and young people, which leads to the, perfectly to our segment today. And, uh, uh, you know, the Naughton knuckleheaded moment here. And, you know, you might be a knucklehead if, and it's my turn, and, you know, you might be a knucklehead if, and this is a big one. So this one kind of affects me too. Uh, if we're not, Treating our children like they're gonna be grown up someday, getting them ready, yep. and we try to shelter them and cover them. And folks, listen, I'm not, you know, listen. This isn't one of these knucklehead ones that I'm gonna yell at you or anything. And I don't do that much. Just the liar one and some of the other people with imaginations and stuff like the, <laughs> the the knuckle the knuckleheads that don't listen to us. Are the knuckleheads, I'm. You guys who listen to us, you're well above that range of knuckleheadedness. But. <laughs> anyway, I want you to think about this knuckleheaded level while we're talking about it. And, 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 and what I'm talking about here is let's do a good job at helping our kids know what's ahead of us. And I think that's what Asaph's talking about. He was talking about the future in those last eight verses. We're going to remind them of the past because the future's important, because their generation's important, because they got to keep telling people, hey, we messed up, we goofed up, we were more messed up than soup sandwiches, you know, and this is what we went through, but God came along, and and man, can I tell you about Exodus, can I tell you about these things we've been through, can I tell you about Abraham and Sarah, you know, they were real old, and they had a baby together, I mean, come on, people are, you know, they don't even like each other after they've been married 20 years, and here's these people are old people, I mean, they're, we're talking false teeth and prosthetics and stuff, and then they are having a kid.
2: <laughs>
1: but you're, you're, so you might be a knucklehead if you go through any of that stuff. If you don't believe it. So that, anyway, you want to add to that knuckleheaded moment there?
2: No, I'm right on with you. We're not. God didn't call us to be parents no. that make our children our clones yeah he calls on us to train them to serve the lord act
1: like each other look like each other stop making your kids get the same haircuts and wear the same shirts and (laughs) stuff
2: cut it out hey 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 watch that i used to do that to my kids i know and i
1: had to tell her i had to say stephanie please (laughs) by the grace of god almighty let the kid wear a blue shirt and the other one wear a yellow one who cares as long as it's not pink or anything like that, I don't care, you know. As long as you're not dressing them like a girl. And, oh. And that, oh, that upsets me. And if you put clothes on your dog, stop it, all right? You know, folks, while we're on this whole thing, stop the dog dressing thing. That freaks me out. Why do you dress your dog up for? God dressed them. I mean, would you please stop that? All right, so anyway, here we are at Psalm 78. And... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, that's, but that's, but anyway, that was a nice knuckleheaded one. We, we just want to be, we want to help you people along and, you know, and, and Stephanie added to that with her wisdom of being a knucklehead inspector and finder of knuckleheads everywhere. But the children <laughs> of Ephraim, are, we're in verse number nine of Psalm 78, the children of Ephraim being armed and carrying bows turned back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in His law, they were knuckleheads, and forgate His works and His wonders that He had showed them. Marvelous things did He in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt and in the field of Zon. He divided the sea and caused them to pass through, and He made the waters to stand as a heap. In the daytime also He led them with a cloud and all night with a light of fire. He clave the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink as out of the great depths. He brought streams also out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. And they sinned yet more against him by provoking the Most High in the wilderness. You don't provoke God. And they tempted God in their heart and by asking meat for their lust. Yea. They spake against God. They said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? Therefore the Lord heard this in verse 21. We're going one more. Was wroth. So a fire was kindled against Jacob and anger also came up against Israel. And we could just keep going. You know, the next... Fifty verses or so deal with this same kind of thing, but man, all of a sudden they're reminded what God did for those people. You know, there's a there's a there's a string going through here, Stephanie, of unbelief in what God yeah. did to fix it.
2: Yeah, I think it's you know he just got done telling us Asaph did that challenge <clears throat> to show to the next generation, and so here he goes. Here we go on the the good, bad, and the ugly um, mm. being spelled out for how the nation of Israel. Um, This passage had a lot to do with the children of Ephraim um, just talking about what God had done and yet how the children of Israel turned their back on him and yet his mercy was shown and it is like a cycle and yet when I look at my own life how God is so patient with me when he shows himself strong and I forget and I get away from him and he's right there to remind me to draw me back to himself and um yeah that's that we're humans Mm -hmm. and so we can't look at the children of israel and say oh my goodness how could they do that because we're the same fleshly human heart that they that they had we have in us and i think asaph's just gonna spell out here throughout the rest of this chapter the strength of god the praises of god and what he what he did even in the midst of them not you know the people always not setting their heart to write, god yeah. was still faithful
1: and there's craziness going on and and you know those first three verses i like what you're saying there when we get messed up that hasn't changed in all these thousands of years there's nothing changed about that we're goofy we're messed yeah. up but you know those first three verses they're the children of ephraim so we remember there were 10 tribes that broke away from judah and benjamin right so so you had Judah and Benjamin, tribes of Judah and Benjamin. Then you had ten other tribes that broke away, and everybody was messed up. And so that's kind of what they're talking about there, nine through eleven. The children of Ephraim being armed and carrying bows turned their back in the day of battle, and so they started Ephraim became an area. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in His law, and forget His works and His wonders that He had showed them. And we, you know, they're saying they forgot what God had done for them. And, and the reason those first eight verses we covered were so relevant now we're starting to see them is because these people forgotten they bailed 10 tribes bailed out of 12 you know and, and it's not always right to do the popular thing it's not always right because someone did this you know if we go to a if we go to a church and we go home and tell our kids man we used to go to a great church or back when the church was great we're in the wrong place yeah because this is what happens have you ever heard mm-hmm. anybody say that to you yep what we yeah. used to be. Yeah. Used to freaks me out. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we got to stop and we got to say, hey, there was a time where God established these laws and we need to follow them or we're going to wake up one day and we're going to be used to people. And we're not going to be used to people. We're not going to get hung up with that. We're not going to get caught with that. We're not going to live that way. And uh, I don't know. I don't know, Stephanie. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that do the used to things with me, with their churches and stuff. And you wonder why your kids get messed up? Because they used to. You know, used to.
2: Yeah, I don't think God calls on on us. Um, We're told in Hebrews to forget those things which are behind and reach forth unto the things which are before. And that's not saying, you know, if you use that as an excuse to... um, Create a shell around yourself because you're forgetting the things which are behind. That's not what's meant by that. Mm. You, but you can't live in the past.
1: Y- yeah, this is whether one of it's good things. or bad. Yeah, you can't um, live in the past, but you have got to live with the law and statutes of God. That's good. I like where you went there. And uh, we can't. You know, so many people are living in the past. Exactly what you said. They're like we used to go to this great church. We used to support missions. Really you're not well. going to make a
2: difference if you're living in the past.
1: Used to will mess you up. No used to and, and it will
2: create bitterness because our young people, and this is on my heart because of where we are here um, at Pensacola and because I have young, you know, I have teenage boys that have life ahead of them. And you will create bitterness in your children if you live in the used tos. You'll create bitterness in your children if the li- your life is centered around your plans for the future. Our lives are to be centered around what's God have for me, what's God have for my children.
1: And, and and you know, this goes even I think I think that's great. And I think even Stephanie, we need to look one step further than that maybe, is uh you know, the usters can be messed up by people who stink in our lives. Yeah. So we get stuck. Yep. And Satan can use and them. Us, hey, yep, there's one as person that is this to us and we're forever messed over. We gotta let the dead bury the dead, man. We yep. gotta move out. You know, we got a march on and it stinks yep. and have people hurt us, yep. Has Stephanie been hurt? Yep. Way too much for a widow lady. Have I been hurt? Yep. Have you been hurt? Yep. Has the guy across the street been hurt? Yep. Has the person around the corner been hurt? <laughs> you know. We you know, we can just keep on going with yep. the yups. <laughs> and and I, I think it and yup just doesn't play well on the radio, so we'll move along but <laughs> You know, marvelous things in verse 12. We've all been hurt. Don't get stuck there. Don't get stuck in a used-to. Move out. Join a new church. Do the right thing. Stay in your church. Make a difference. Don't be talking about the good old days that were really bad. Don't be talking about the future. Live in the now. Live in today. God, it's a present to us. Live today. Wake up and live in it, man. Uh, study your Bible. Do this devotion with us on the radio. You know, be part of that. This is where, this today is the day you get to start being cool. If you were the nerd, if you were the freak, if you were the, uh, if you're the knucklehead, it's okay. Today you don't have to be. Today could be the beginning of something cool in your life. You get to be the cool person. Get a good haircut, man. Put on some chapstick. Stop talking. Those red lips that some people have. Use chapstick. You know what I'm saying? But we'll talk about that at another time. <laughs> Stephanie gave me a weird look there. But marvelous things. So now we come into this section of the Bible where they're talking about what happened in Egypt and there's so many things it's about sins of the nation of Israel and stuff and different things that God had done and he said marvelous things did he in the sight of their fathers and in the land of Egypt and in the field of Zoan of Zoan I'm sorry and he divided the sea and caused them to pass through he made the waters stand as a heap now I know we've talked about this before on the podcast Stephanie but I would be pretty freaked out if I saw water stand up like that no kidding you know, that would be the most high God. But then they, they even got weird after that. Remember that? Yeah. They, they, they got weird after that. They saw the water stand up. I mean, you were out on, in the Gulf of Mexico the other day. You, mm-hmm. were, you were out to sea out here. And you guys, they, they drove around, and you heard the deal. They drove around in the pontoon boat. They didn't put any suntan lotion on. And they, you know, they look like cherry tomatoes. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> all right? Stephanie's got this red thing over her skin that's just, it's like a bruise or something. She's putting, she's dipping like towels in a cooler and stuff. Imagine if that big Gulf of Mexico just had a path going right through the middle of it. Freaky. Uh,
2: With water, like a wall. You could
1: ride your bike all the way to Cuba. You know, you could, you could walk, you could, I could drive Big Red out there and, uh, and let us pass through. And he's reminded us, God has done these things for us. Imagine what he can do today and is doing today. In the daytime, he also led them with a cloud. And I, I've tried, have you ever tried to picture the cloud and the, the fire at night? Mm-hmm. What must that have been like? Was that cloud like an arrow? I mean, what, what was the cloud like? That must... Uh, I don't know. I mean it I don't just know. But I
2: have pictured it. Whenever I see a cloud, like a pillar shaped cloud, especially when I'm flying. Yeah. Sometime when you're flying and you're up above the yeah. normal cloud range that you oh, see. Oh, I from love that. Earth, they look like cotton balls. Oh, you see, but I've seen clouds when I've been up high that are like pillars. Oh, and yeah. I whenever I've seen those I've often thought, is that what the pillar the cloudy pillar by day looks like? Something that because we don't see those kinds of clouds from down low. You only see those up high and it see to see that go from what I picture it going like from earth to the yeah. sky, leading them. It's just...
1: Yeah, it's this. an
2: incredibly awesome thought.
1: Wow. And then at night the fire let him pile a fire. He clave the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink as out of the great depths. You brought streams, Stephanie, out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. I think that would be so cool to have water bubbling out of a rock out of nowhere. You know, just go over there and do what God tells you to do. Boom, water. Good mm-hmm. drinking water. That was good spring water right there. That wasn't. You didn't have to buy that at Walmart or anything. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and there's all those people out there saying, we got water, we got water. You know, people singing. And a course, you had the people that, like steal the Rice Krispie Treats, you know, the first one in line trying to get the best food at the potluck. You had those people sticking their head under there and you had people, you know, do it. You know, all the crazy, then you had the cool people just sitting there, go ahead, go get sick, you know. Drink all that water and go over there and vomit with the other knuckleheads. And, and then they just went over there and filled the cups and stuff. Man, that must have been cool. And caused waters to run down like river and they sinned yet more against him by provoking the most high in the wilderness. So I guess here's a point that we all need to understand, that we all need to get, that we all need to grab today. Uh, we're, mess- we're a messed up people. We're an ungrateful people. And somehow, somewhere on this day, uh, as you listen to the podcast, is we need to understand, we need to grab a hold of the idea that we're a bunch of sinners and we're freaks and we need to move on and we yeah. need to stop it. God has given us everything we need in the Holy Spirit of God in our hearts to get through, to make a difference, to do, to do better. Yeah. And uh, and they sinned yet the more against Him. Look at verse number 18. And they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. And, uh, you know, sometimes God gives us a hamburger and we want steak. Sometimes God gives us a steak and we want lobster. I, I mean, I don't know where this is going to stop. How do we stop this, Stephanie? I mean, here you are uh the answer of the hour how do we stop this how do we how do we go from that place for always wanting more always provoking god always trying to do those things how
2: i think of the verse that says be content with such things as ye have for he has said i will never leave thee nor forsake thee and coming to that point of contentment with what with what god has given us with what he's provided for us and i think it's powerful that the promise that is coupled with that command is that God will never leave you nor forsake you. That's right. That he's enough, that God's enough, knowing him is enough. And the children of Israel were discontent. They always wanted more, they wanted the next thing, they wanted whatever it was. Um, And these weren't, you know, we're talking water, we're talking bread, we're talking meat, we're not talking a new house, we're not talking a new car, we're talking what we would call necessities, but God qualified them as discontent and godliness with contentment is great gain and so that's what I come away with is we need to learn to be content as God's people with his provision for us and praise him for not only his provision but for all the extra blessings that he piles on top of that provision
1: Yeah. yeah yeah and and like you say I mean we I guess we've got to find you know, it's not striking a balance, folks. It's about trusting God and knowing that God's already provided for us in whatsoever state we're in. What does that verse say? You memorize that.
2: Whatsoever state, um, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content.
1: And, and folks, I mean, if we're being, you know, if God is feeding us, if God is caring for us, God, hey, can I tell you something, folks? I got off the phone today with a fellow who uh, uh, who's really lost his health because of COVID-19. I have two more Facebook friends who passed away recently. One of cancer, one of a heart attack caused by a double pneumonia from COVID going on. There's people out there hurting, and I think somewhere along the way, and it's not striking a balance, folks. It's getting right with God in our hearts and knowing that God has brought us to where we are now, and we need to trust Him. We need we need to believe Him. And uh, they tempted God, and and boy, don't tempt God. And In verse 19 here, Stephanie, and they spake against God. They said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Is there anything too hard for God? Uh, No. Behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Well, if he can make water come out of a rock, he can give bread. Can he provide flesh for his people? Therefore, the Lord had heard this and was wroth. So a fire was kindled against Jacob and anger also came up against Israel. He got pretty upset. Yeah. You know who you don't make mad? God. <laughs> you know friends, and I know a lot of us suffer from PTSD and these different things and all this all this juju going on and it's bad, it's ugly, it's it's no good and but that gives us no excuse to anger God. It gives us no excuse. To, to poke at any great thing God has done for us. And, and, and I think that's what Asaph's trying to tell his people here. I think that's what's going on. I think he's trying to say, Stephanie, I think he's saying, listen, God has done all this. This is why we don't hide this stuff from our kids. Um, somewhere along the way, we forgot what God did for us wandering around the wilderness. Somewhere along the way. We forgot that God made water come out of the rock. Somewhere along the way, we forgot about that fire up in the sky. Somewhere along the way, we forgot about that pillar of cloud. And you know what Stephanie was talking about? I think you've all seen this. You're flying. You're at 35,000 feet or something. You look out your window there on your airplane, and, and the clouds are there. And some of them, only God can make some of the formations. And, mm-hmm. and Stephanie made a good point. Wouldn't it be great if the cloud was like a pillar, saying, you know, just follow this pillar around. just just follow this around, it's gonna be all right. And I, I like to believe that. I'm glad you shared that with me. I like to believe that's what he did. And and what's the fire and what's the pillar that's leading us around in 2021? Same,
2: the same God that led the Hebrews. And it's through his word and through his
1: spirit. Why do you think we get so disheartened? Why do you think that things like this matter to us? That the stupid things, we know we got everything we need. We know God's doing a work in your life. Why do you think we get goofy?
2: Well, verse 22, which you didn't cover, but verse 22 says, Because they believe not in God and trusted not in his salvation. I think that's the bottom line to our shame. It's because we're not believing God. We're not believing he is who yeah. he says he is, and we're not trusting in his salvation. We may be trusting in him for our eternal life, salvation from hell, but are we trusting him for his salvation f- yeah, for us good. on a daily basis? Yeah. That sanctification protecting us process. Yeah.
1: So, what are you trusting God for today, peeps? you know, what is it that you are trusting God for right now? And uh, I think that's really significant here with our lives because we we believe in God to get saved. Do we just have fire insurance? Do we just just have this God that uh, is gonna provide us to heaven and everything else is all right. We're gonna fit it into our plans. We're gonna fit it into the way we live. This is the way we're gonna go. Or is, are we all in for God? So I think maybe that's the practical side today. Maybe that's where we got to go today, Stephanie, where there's more to this Uh, with our relationship with God. Maybe we got to take that step.
2: Yeah. I think there's that coming to that point of it's a choice and making the choice that I'm going to trust you. I'm going to look at life as Joseph did. That though there may be things happening that don't make sense Mm. Um, though it may not seem you're meeting my needs or providing for me the way I would picture it happening I'm still gonna trust that you're God I'm still gonna trust that you're faithful yeah and that your promise to never leave me don't leave me or forsake me is still true
1: that's right that's right I think that's all great and uh, you know folks listen as Stephanie chooses our next song here or chorus I, I think that the practical side like Stephanie just said what are you gonna do with God today Are you going to be that unbelieving that's forgot your past forgot what god has got you through forgot that god has saved you forgot what god is doing for you your family your wife your husband uh you know what god has for your future are we going to forget or are we going to be all in so today be all in today be that different person today make things different you know because you have today Mm -hmm. and because god has his word and we got to read it and look through it and stephanie where do we go here with a song this is hard
2: well i have um I was thinking about a song that I actually had sung um, at Charles' funeral that mm. I think is perfect. Um, it's written by Ron Hamilton, who is an incredible example of somebody. Maybe man. by his son, Jonathan. But the family that's an example of trusting God.
1: God is always times. good, right?
2: You are always good.
1: You are always oh I love that song. So I'm gonna do
2: the first verse and chorus. I think I might spread it hey, out. Hey folks, over listen, the next we don't
1: couple. own this song. This we don't own the rights to this song. We want to share it with you. We want you to go out and do us a favor. Listen to some Ron Hamilton songs on YouTube or Spotify or Apple Music or whatever your choice is to make it feel good. And we love this song.
2: Looking back, I can see your fingerprints upon my life, always seeking my best. There were times when your way would make no sense, but as you said, you have never left you are always good you are only good you are always good to me though my eyes can't see help my heart believe you are always only good
0: for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness,